Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Post-match podcast, we usually come directly after the game, but due to commitments yesterday, we couldn't. And we want to talk, I suppose, really about a dominant performance versus Luton as Aston Villa won 3-1 yesterday to extend their unbeaten run to 12 home games in a row. I do have a little caveat before I go any further. If I die in this podcast from the hangover that I have, please remember me fondly and don't remember me for the for how I am at this very moment because I am still rough at half past nine after the celebrating um, <laughs> that I did uh, last night for various different reasons. But, uh, Paddy, hopefully you're not as uh, close to death's door as I am. <laughs> I think this is the reason you're hungover. What do you reckon? That's 100%. My local, uh, yeah, my... My my local hurling team won the county championship, and it's a big deal, put it that way. So, um, oh yeah, it took I took years off my life last night, unfortunately. I think, <laughs> and you didn't even get to get to it because you were in the fairy forest. I didn't even get to it because I was in the fairy forest, but I got to the celebration. That's the main. You made thing. up for it afterwards, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> But uh, well, I, I could just as easily have been celebrating Aston Villa's win as well. And to be honest, it's actually really funny. Um, everybody to a man, woman and child last night was asking me first thing they'd say, they said to me was like, oh, Villa are doing well, aren't they? So like, it's a bit, uh, it was a bit, it was kind of like, I felt like a local celebrity being, being uh, you know, somebody who, who follows yeah. Aston Villa and everybody wanting to talk about them. And, and I suppose that's what winning does, you know, 12, as I said, in the, on the bounce in the league at home. 
And uh, yeah, as I say, sitting pretty five points ahead of Newcastle, Paddy, with with Forrest to come next week, obviously not being complacent there, but Newcastle playing Arsenal. Um, a win for us and a loss for them puts us eight points ahead of fifth place, uh, ahead of sixth place, well, ahead of Newcastle, provided the Brighton don't win because they're uh, level points in, uh, with Newcastle. That's bloody amazing. That's something that crept up on me, Paddy, and I did not expect that until I was looking at the table yesterday and went, oh, that's interesting, you know. Well, it's a far cry from where we were this time last year when the professor came in. So I think we can all be really, really grateful to, for the position we're in. Um, I think we're still ahead of schedule from what the, the owners wanted us to be, which is fantastic. We've got some really, really good players and we've got some players who we thought we were really, really average are now playing absolutely out of their skins. So while, while the tour, while the... First, the only goal that Luton scored took a bit of the gloss off yesterday in what was basically a pedestrian performance against a poor, poor side, which we expected. Could have scored more, had the chances to score more, but that just shows how really good we were. You know, we're just, we're capable of picking picking teams off now. Like, we saw Amy Martinez standing on the ball on the edge of the box on, on Thursday night. Our midfielders were doing it in the centre circle on Sunday. That, that's how much they didn't want to commit. So, yeah, it's all, it's all good. It's all positive. And I think everybody is over the moon with where we are. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned one thing there about, you know, it was a pedestrian performance. Villa were very professional in it. They were very measured. There was times Paul Torres was standing with the ball at his feet on the edge of their box. Uh, you know, because I... And he, spoiler alert, he's somebody I want to talk about because... Um, you're not hearing too many people give out about Potares recently, and I don't, and and I think there's reason for that because he's really kind of adapting his game while keeping that brilliant passing uh, ability that he has. I thought he was fantastic yesterday. I really did. I thought he was brilliant. Um, and and the stat sheet shows it. And and when I watched the game back again, he just he he bounced off the off the screen to me with what he was doing. Um, but as I said, the press was non-existent from uh, from from uh, Luton. And uh, yeah, I was just about to say it, the Pau Torres flick over Townsend. He was known for doing that. Uh, uh, well, I won't say he was known for it, but there were one or two um, occasions that he did it at Villarreal as well. So uh, he's he's bringing it out of his repertoire in a Villa shirt too, which is uh, which is always great to see. But I thought he was brilliant. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to talking about the players in a moment, I suppose. Um, but... Overall, I think it just it what what you mentioned there about the pedestrian nature of the game. I don't even I don't see that as a negative at all. You know, if you can go Absolutely out and win a game win and walk around, I, I didn't mean it as a negative either. It was yeah, it was exactly the game we needed to to you know to conserve energy, win the game at a counter, and yeah. get the three points on the board. You know, it's it's the kind of game you see Man City going out and winning three or four nil and not having to break sweat. That's the way that felt yesterday, and. Anyone who's not happy with it <laughs> needs their head examined. It's mm. absolutely brilliant position to be in, and I think I think we're all feeling a little bit blessed and and a little bit there's a little bit element of of pinching ourselves to where we are in the league. And and look, I said what uh, what where we are with this with this team now. If we if we can go and get uh, this this run of three games, if we can get nine points, that puts us in a really good position going into the the tougher games that are ahead. So we've got. The first one out of the way. The other two are winnable games. Forest were very, very passive yesterday against Liverpool. And then we Fulham, who have come into a little bit of form as well. They got a draw against Brighton. So um, it won't be easy either. And we won't take it for granted. We will have a full team out. But a few days off now, a, a, a rare 
rest with no midweek game, um, it'll 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 be good to to get the players back and focused into just one game a week f- for this week anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I and I feel I feel with the with with the squad the way it is at the moment, I feel they kind of need a one game uh, a week week this <laughs> this week. You know, um, I think for for the platform to set up within the league, you know, and you mentioned, and, and a couple of people are saying here, one game at a time. And absolutely. I think that that's, that, that it is, but that, that that's right. But yeah. even just taking it in blocks is good because the run after that is quite difficult. I would, I, I would go so far as to say, or it would be defining basically if we could get points from the, the teams above us, because we play three or four of the teams that are, that are above us um, in the run afterwards. Yeah. And um, that's quite defining, you know, so um, getting a week to rest, recuperate, um, you know, th- this week the game plan for Forest to make sure that we can go to a Forest and put in a performance, hopefully come away with the three points. That platform is at 25 points at essentially the start of November is not an Aston Villa thing to have happen in quite a long time, you know, and plus with being in Europe, it would allow us, you know, that bit of flexibility to target certain games. Obviously, it looks like if we be like Marin in, in the next game in Europe, I think Europe is sound. I think we're do- I think we're qualifying. I don't think there's any issue there. Um, yeah. It's all coming at the same time now, you know, to put that flat platform down in the league, have an elevated position within that league coming into January, gives you other options for purchases, gives you other options for even, uh, you know, getting rid of players that maybe you don't think should be around the squad. Other teams will look at your position and go, oh, hey, hey team fourth or fifth in the in the Premier League, maybe they want to somebody like it then Donker. Maybe they want uh, maybe these guys become more um more uh, affable, I suppose, as uh, to, to other teams uh, as well. So uh, winning winning solves a lot of issues. It always does, and course, yeah. uh, that's what this team just wants to do is keep on winning. And this game, they did it very professionally, and they did it in a, in, in a great way. Like. Uh, uh, we could have scored, as you said, we could have scored probably, we could have got six. I think this could have been a 6-1. Again, Watkins, the double save from Kaminsky was absolutely brilliant, I thought. Um, a lot of people said, oh, you should have been sticking that in the back of the net. I, I thought the, the original shot was exactly what more strikers would do. I don't think they go across the goalkeeper in that instance. It was a good oh. save. The second save was brilliant as well. Um, the Zaniolo chance as as well that he put wide um when he could have gone low. I think his his miss was probably something that, you know, that was that was a more egregious miss. He went went high, tried to go in the top corner as well. It wasn't it wasn't an easy chance either. It was no, flicked it up instead of flicked laid off to him really, which made it more difficult. Mm-hmm. He did get in twice near post as well. Yes. One was blocked off and one was saved by the goalkeeper. So you put and there was another one in between that where the ball was hammered across the goal and Ollie Watkins, I felt, should have thrown himself at it. Yeah. He probably would have scored, but didn't didn't back himself to do that. So, th- like, th- that would have racked up a very comfortable half-time scoreline, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there was... And- and and the reason I brought up the Zaniola effort was that uh, he caught a bit of criticism in the in the aftermath of the game. Um, uh, did did Zaniola and look? I suppose people are very expectant of him. They're they're like they're wondering when's he going to score? Maybe like why is he in the team? Why isn't somebody else in the team? And uh, I don't think he was particularly poor yesterday. You know, when I watched the game back, I don't. I think he's like he does look like he's he, he does look like he's a guy who's trying to get that goal. He's probably he's probably trying a little bit too hard for me. That's yeah. that's that's the what jumps out, and we we've got to remember that he's a twenty four year old man who has just been through a trauma as well. So we yeah. need we need to back off a little bit and 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 let him, you know, we've given 
we gave Leon Bailey three seasons to get himself together. You know, we have to give we have we have to give him time to to bed in and settle in. We know he, he's a really really good player, and we know there's a really good player in there. It's just a question of finding the you know the the right mentality for him to go out on the pitch. And I thought he played like he he, he was he was a, a little bit relieved of what what had come about during the week but was just anxious to get that first goal and, and a good performance and just try that little bit too hard, I thought. You could see his frustration at the misses. You could see mm. he was really pissed off. So he just wants to get that goal under his, his belt. And I think but when he when, when he does get to that stage, that's when he might start to kick on. Yeah, like yesterday, he only played a half of football and he had six shots on goal, which was by far the most of any player in the whole pitch. You know, next next yeah. was Ross Barkley. Actually, was the next person who had the most shots at four. Uh, Villa side, then you had McGinn with three, Pau Torres had two, uh, Diaby and Watkins both had two as well. So, uh, you know, he had six. So he's he's trying to make something happen. And he's been afforded that that uh, maverick role within the team. And, like, he's not very... He is he is able to play positionally, like, don't get me wrong. But I think he's given a bit more leeway to drift uh, when he needs to. Uh, specifically in a game like this. And I think that was evident evident yesterday with some of the positions he was picking up in more centrally. Also, what was evident yesterday is, remember what I haven't said in the last couple of weeks, Paddy, about the def- we need to define the six positions, specifically where Kamara. Kamara was brilliant yesterday. I know there was no pressure on him, but Kamara stu- didn't get a rush of blood to the head or anything. He was consistently beside his back to the, the two centre halves the whole time, almost pushing in in that, in that back three, whether it be the centre of the back three or over to the right. Um, that was very evident yesterday. Whenever Pau Torres had the ball, Kamara made sure when Pau Torres had the ball at his feet that he was filtering back into that tree. And I think what that allowed Zaniola to do was come more central, you know, if needed be, or drift across the line. And and that's why a lot of the chances came to him. That's why he had opportunities to get shots on, because he was finding those positions. And as you said, Paddy, you know, if that net, if that onion bag bulges at any stage in the next couple of weeks, I think it'll be a massive relief for him. Um, and and uh, it's it it's coming. I think it is coming. Um, but yeah, I think he's been defined, I suppose, really by the fact that he hasn't scored yet. Um, and look, he's a different type of player. He's a ball carrier. He's trying to carry the ball. And yes, sometimes his final passes off. But I think that's what he's been tasked with doing: is unlocking defenses or trying to unlock defenses and try something that's a bit different. Um, with, within the team because he has that ability. He's only mm. new to the Premier League and we'll see how that will will uh, will pan out over the next couple of games as well. Absolutely. Talk to me, Paddy. Talk to me about uh talk to me about Mr. Diaby. We said uh, we said in the pre-match, I said that he was the player that I really wanted to see. I wanted to see a good performance from him and I wanted to see a goal. He must have been listening because I thought he was absolutely smashing and uh, and his goal was super what really well taken as well as brilliant strike. Talk to me about him, Paddy. Yeah, well, look, he, he, he's just, he's, he's that kind of player you don't notice for 20 minutes and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, wow, there he is. He's just, you know, getting into the right positions, uh, peeling off defenders, um, can pick a pass as well. In, you know, there was one one pass he played in late late on in the game for, for Bailey, who just kind of miscontrolled it and hit it wide. But, you know, he, he's capable, you know, of doing anything, really. He can, he can play out wide, he can play through the middle. And just to, to watch how composed he was, take that step back when the ball came back off Bailey's head to hammer it home. And, you know, great goal, great, well held up by McGinn. Lovely ball to the back post. Uh, I don't think Bailey was trying to head it back to him now, in fairness. I think he just hit his head and ended up back in the penalty spot. 
But what a finish. What a finish. What, what, what a composed finish just to bury it in that bottom corner. It was absolutely beautiful. And boy, did he enjoy the celebrations afterwards. So you can see it means a lot to him as well. Mm. And and I think, look, himself and Leon Bailey, you can see they have a bit of, um, that they have previous, you know, with another team because Bailey definitely looks like a, 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 a way better player with the Abbey on the field. Mm. Um, or way more confident player, should I say. And as we know, Bailey needs to be confident. And I don't think that can be underestimated because I thought he was really, I thought he was good yesterday as well when he came out. Albeit that, you know, not a lot of opportunities came his way. He did get that assist and uh, and fair play to him. You know, he's got, he's racking up the goal contributions this season, Leon Bailey. And, you know, long may that continue because that's a real, real big, um, uh, that that's something that we need in this team. Last year, we we relied on Ali Watkins to score those goals to get us into Europe. Now we're sharing the goals around the team again. John McGinn is uh, is scoring goals. Una Emery gave him that uh, that ultimatum when he came in. He said, "You're a really good midfielder, but you got to start scoring more goals." Douglas Louise obviously scoring goals gets another assist, keeps his run of goal contributions in in home games going. Um, Tielemans obviously scoring against AZ. Uh, Diaby Watkins. And uh, Matty Cash popping up with a few, of course, as well this season. Uh, and, and and as I say, once Danny Ola starts getting off the mark, or if he does get off the mark, you know, we'll have a nice spread of goals amongst the team this season, which is what we need. Um, anyone else particularly jump off the page to you, Paddy, when you were watching it? Yes. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, like, it's hard to it's hard to pick out individuals because I thought collectively we're, we were were just you know it was a workmanlike performance and got the job done. There was nothing spectacular about it whatsoever, other than we're just really really good collectively. So it's you know I think it's unfair. You know we 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 said it during the week. It was very hard to pick out somebody who didn't have a good game. It was the same yesterday. You know there's there's. You know, and, and mistakes can punish us. I thought, like I thought, Ezri Kanza made a, a poor error of judgment to be heading the ball back the, the way he did at the end. So we need to we need to be eradicating those. Like at ten years of age, you're told not to head back, head a ball or pass the ball back to within the space of the goalpost, and he's heading the ball over the keeper's head. You know, if if it if it was visible that he was trying to put it over the bar and it just dropped short, fair enough. But he was definitely trying to head it back to the goalkeeper. Yeah. But cool. I I just thought collectively we were excellent. It was just. A joy to watch, just just to put a team away without 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 injury, without breaking um, anybody up in the process. It was just you know it was like watching one of the great teams dismantle a poor team uh, in a manner that we haven't been able to do in, in recent history. And thankfully, it's uh, 
it, it's made our weekends a lot more enjoyable to, to have to sit through that as opposed to what we, we've been used to. So um, I suppose for, for if, if I had to pick out somebody, and you've already mentioned them, Den Donker, you know, I honestly don't. I honestly don't know. Uh, he just doesn't look like he's capable of being part of a team without, you know, shitting the bed and making stupid mistakes. But you know, it just reminded. But the mistake he made reminded me of Stevenage as well. You know, Stevenage wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Came into my mind too. Yeah, and and look, we we weren't punished directly from it, but it it could have very easily made made a squeaky bum time going into going into added time. So, um. Yeah, we we look. We, we it was pedestrian. They didn't they didn't come to play football. Once we scored, I felt it was it was damage limitation from them. They sat back, as I said. How many times did we see Conza or Torres put his foot on the ball in the center circle or on the halfway line? They didn't commit whatsoever. So, um, I think next week will be a bit more uh, of a challenge. There's going to be a lot more pace around that not forest side, so it'll be a lot more to deal with. I don't envisage we'll get, we'll have it as easy as we did yesterday. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, there's there's not a lot much more we can say about this game, Paddy, other than really what is... Because we've got a couple of other things Villa-related that we might as well talk about as well. Yeah. Who would you give man of the match to, Paddy? I think I'd have to give it to Diaby, ju- just just because he, he absolutely excited me for the first time in a few games. I, I, it was just... You could see how much it meant to him as well. Um, but, as I said, collectively, we were excellent. We, we, didn't, we didn't shine... There was no shining light other than the Abbey, I would say, but that's not a slide on anybody else. There, there, there was just great performances all across the park, and we got the job done. Yeah, I think think the Abbey with my honourable mention for uh, McGinn and for uh, Paul Torres because I just I, I really think Paul Torres was like he didn't he didn't have much to do anything he had to do in defence he did it diligently and every time he had the ball at his feet I loved those chip passes that like as as Luton were trying to compress everything. Like they, Luton didn't really defend on their on their six hour box for a whole game. They tried to compress everything up a small bit, and when they did, mm-hmm. he went over the top to to. I think he went over the top to Bailey in one instance, and he went over or, no Zaniolo in one instance, and to and to McGinn as well. You know, and the variation of the of of the play, I think, is good from Aston Villa because yeah. we haven't seen that directness um this a lot this season, specifically without Tyrone Mings. That was that's a Tyrone Mings type pass that he played there. Usually we've gone through, gone through the middle or we've gone out out wide. And, and I like to see that because it's another variation. And I can guarantee you that Steve Cooper and his team would have noticed that at the weekend well, of course. because it, it was different. And what you what you got to bear in mind is with the range of passing that, that Poe Torres uses, he managed to get a 95% pass rate yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of those passes were slow, intricate passes across the back four. But when when you take risks like he does with those passes, that's a that's a phenomenal pass rate. So you know you're you're dead right to single him out. Hundred percent, he was excellent. I thought McGim was was good too. Um, he, he proved that they, they haven't solved the problem with the short because he was absolutely soaked, drenched with sweat yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, yeah, good good to see him back to his industrious self. So uh, I'm happy for him too, and he, he really seems to be really growing into that captain's role now and I'm delighted for him. Absolutely. So we'll draw a line under the Luton game there and we've got one or two other things that we just want to chat about Villa related. One of them uh, on a sombre note and another one on a more joyous note. So uh, I suppose we'll start with the joyous one first. How does it feel, Paddy, to have the best goalkeeper in the world playing for Aston Villa? 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Best goalkeeper in the world and 15th best player in the world. Is that what it was? 15th best player in the world, yeah. yeah. Look, it's... Uh, I, I, someone sent me a screenshot there, so I can't even credit who it was from, but it was, um, it was basically outlining his career since he joined Aston Villa. So he joined in 2020, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. So in 2020, uh, he joined Aston Villa. He won the Copa America in 21, won the Copa America Golden Glove in 21, uh, was on the Copa America team in the tournament in 21, uh, sixth place in the Ashen Trophy in 2021. 2022, he won the Finalisma. Uh, then he won the World Cup. He won the Golden Glove at the World Cup. 2022, uh, best men's goalkeeper. 2023 Ballon d'Or 15th place and 2023 Yashin Trophy absolutely incredible and what a lovely moment um, for a surprise for him for his father to come out and present him with that trophy I think that's a lovely touch really really lovely touch from from the organisers to do that Um, the man is just an absolute legend and we're blessed to have brought him in at the price we got him for because it's so hard to buy goalkeepers it's like strikers to get a really good one you really have to push the boat out but i think i think now he realizes what aston villa has done for him and all of the mormons coming out now are that he wants to win something at aston villa and by god we hope that is the case well, Paddy, did you not know that when Aston Villa bought him, they made an awful mistake? Because oh, yeah. if you remember, Paddy, Blue, Blue Nose Andy uh, had this take uh, after uh, Aston Villa signed Emiliano Martinez. And he said tw- he was 28 years old, had played 101 career games, 15 in the Premier League and no international caps and cost 20 million. But Birmingham, who signed Neil Edridge at the same time, was 30 years of age, had played 281 career career games, 38 in the Premier League and 63 caps, and he only cost two million. Who would be getting the best deal, asked Blue Nose Andy. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I suppose the jury's still out in that one, Andrew, isn't it? Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, I, I'd nearly follow him myself, just for all the brilliant footballing takes that he seems <laughs> to have, because he's operating on a different level is, is Andy at the moment, and a lot of the guys over there in... Um, in winter, Wayne Rooney. Kieran's asked me, was that Ben's tweet? It could very well have, Kieran. Whoever sent it to me didn't send the the, the name on the top of it, so I, I'll go back and check if it was, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll share it again if that's the case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and look, as I say, more power to to Emmy Martinez, and hopefully he goes on from strength to strength. And look, as I say, um, he's achieving what he wanted to achieve on, on an individual level at Aston Villa. Uh, I presume what he wanted to achieve on an individual level, and now it's up to the team to start achieving as a, as a team. And we're looking like we're uh, we're cooking with gas at the moment, and long, long that may continue as well. Now I mentioned also as well that there was another little somber uh, somber piece as well, and uh, Aston Villa record uh, cap holder uh, Charlie Aiken. Uh, passed away as well recently. He passed away on the 29th of uh, of October yesterday at the age of 81. Um, for a player to uh, for 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 a player to have played 660 times um, for for Aston Villa, 
essentially like you went to the New York Cosmos before he retired as well, but play 660 times coming through uh, the reserve system as well there and never get a cap for your country. You know, never get a cap for your country. Like that that to me, that's a bit of a baffling one considering his country was Scotland. So from the age, from uh, 1959 to 1976, they must have had absolutely wicked left backs and maybe they did because, uh, you know, Charlie Aiken was, what can only be described as a stalwart. Aston Villa have a real, real affinity and there's a real connection with Scotland, not just because of John McGain, obviously William McGregor and, and, and a lot of other great Scottish players down through the years. Um, Charlie Aiken's re- caps record will never be surpassed. I, I, I cannot see that being surpassed no. at 660. The, um, the yeah. days of seeing players with that kind of commitment to a club are, are nearly dead and gone. Um, it's you know it's a phenomenal achievement for him to play for us for for 15 years at the top top level, and and to amass that amount of games. Um, Charlie was a lovely fella. Anyone that ever met him was was just blown away by his charisma and his love of Aston Villa for somebody to come, you know, from a different country. It always amazes me when they come from anywhere else but, but Birmingham and, and fall that much in love with the club as as all of the legends did in fairness. You, you meet anybody that played for Villa around the around Villa Park on a match day, they're totally head over heels in love with the club. They love everything about it. And Charlie was, was exactly that as well. Um, very, very sad to hear the news yesterday. The news broke just while the game was just finishing yesterday. So, um, sad bit of news, which which really overshadowed the day. But look, eighty one years of age, achieved so much with Aston Villa. We're we're so grateful that we had him in in our team for for all those games. And as you say, it will never be surpassed. And God rest him. Absolutely, God rest him is right, and Arias Degrever and Anam Dirish as well, because uh, you know, as I say, um, you, as you said, they're a great ambassador for a club. Somebody who wore he wore with pride. He's Aston Villainous on on both sleeves, not even just on one sleeve. And uh, yeah, condolences to his family and and condolences to everybody at the club who would have been who would have been close to him as well. Um, a legend, and as you say, uh, a record that is is, is going to stand the test of time. I'm sure. Um. Okay, I think with that, uh, you can't really follow that up, I suppose, when some when, when something like that happens. But uh, I think we're going to end the podcast on that note, Paddy. Um, no European football this week, so Paddy, you can get a small bit of a break. We get maybe a day or two not to, that we, where we don't have to do a podcast. But we will be back with a preview of the Forest game on Thursday night. Um, and we will be back in full form again with... Uh, team sheet tantrum and post match uh, on Sunday for Forest away at 2 p.m. kickoff. So hopefully you'll join us for that as well. One last little thing to ask you guys as well is once again, if you even if you don't listen on the on the audio uh, platforms that we we host our, our podcast on, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Apple Music, wherever we're on, literally every single uh, podcast platform. Even if you were to click the subscribe button there doesn't cost you anything to do all it does is it just kicks us off in the algorithm on those specific platforms as well we've more and more people who message us recently saying oh i didn't know about your your uh your um channel and i don't really watch stuff on youtube but prefer to listen to the audio podcast and um you know for whatever reason the algorithms there don't don't kick us up near the top not that maybe, maybe we just don't deserve to be up near the top of the podcast that are there but uh some people are saying that they when they go to search for us they have to actually search for us that it's not 
it doesn't come up under suggestions under Aston Villa, but there's only one way to do that, and that's by clicking, by getting people to click the subscribe button to to kick the algorithm into gear as well. So I'd really appreciate if you guys could do that too. Um, and also, if you aren't if you aren't subscribed on YouTube, just click the subscribe button as well. Once again, it doesn't cost you anything, and it helps us out to get our our voices out further into the stratosphere. Um, so yeah, as I say, uh, Aston Villa on the up and up and hopefully we'll continue to do so after a couple of days rest this week, well-deserved rest. Uh, we will be back, as I say, closer to the end of the week. But in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. <laughs>